I respond the way I need to respond for me. And if you can't hear me, I mean, I'm here. No, you. I'm not talking about you or anybody else, but don't take away what how I need to respond for me based upon what anybody asks me. I'm not going, I'm where I am at this point in my life, I ain't trying to find the damn right words for you to figure out where you are and for what you need to know about me. That's where I am. That's where it goes about with the, the bouts of, of, of healing, deliverance, and freedom. Because frankly, my dear, I don't care what you think. Let me use my words the way I need to use my words. And if you don't like it, step the hell on. Because that's where I am. I'm not trying to figure no shit out no more. I ain't trying to make you feel good about me. Hey there, I'm Ari, your petite but powerful kingdom teaching professor and entrepreneur. I bring the sass, the laughs, and the serious let's get real and heal moments without any filters. Now meet my mom, Pastor D, the number one dunamis woman leading our healing for my soul movement. As a kingdom teaching pastor and life coach, she is unapologetically real, raw, and radical, but she's our rock and the voice of wisdom that we all need. And then there's Allison, fierce yet tender and the voice for many single mothers. She's the silent heartbeat of our family and will be the first to tell you, yeah, life with these two can be crazy, but I got their back and we're in this together. As a dynamic trio, we spearhead the Healing From My Soul movement, sharing the miraculous healing power of God through our journey, truths, and a little humor as we guide women to pursue healing as a lifestyle so they may experience freedom within their life and legacy. Father God, in the name of Jesus, first and foremost, we glorify your name and we thank you for this opportunity that we can come before your people in this Healing For My Soul broadcast, podcast. We pray right now, God, that you will continue to illuminate our hearts and our minds as healing is the bread for your children. Father, we thank you that without your miraculous healing power, we are dead women walking around. So Father, I pray that this broadcast and this podcast will be used to ignite your power, ignite the thoughts, awaken us, God, in the name of Jesus, for where we need to be awakened so your healing power can flow. Father, we thank you for we, what we've been through in order to be able to be this voice, be this vessel, be this what people need in this era of time as the enemy is coming with spiritual attacks, attacks in every area of our life, but we come to subdue, we come to utterly destroy, and we come to proclaim the truth of your word as we are transparent and walk into the ability of what you've given us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? You ready? You ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go. <clears throat> Let's get started. Let's see where this takes us. I'm really not nervous about the episode, but we're going to see how it's going to come out. So here we are. Here we Very are. first episode of the Healing for My Soul podcast. And, you know, I think we before we help so many other women heal in this avenue, because we've done it in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I think with this podcast, I really want us to be able to put ourselves on the front line because we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Although we are a mother daughter, we are still women healing, seeing you as a mother and your healing processes and what you have gone through. And um, I think it's time for us to address the real deal of where we are right now in the season of our lives. That's probably why I kept on saying in the prayer broadcast instead of podcast, because we're going to go broad, mm -hmm. we're going to go deep, and we're going to be real. Yeah. And uh, that's what we need to do because so many people need to be real about their own life and their own relationships and what the journey that they have to take to get to where they are supposed to be based upon who God created them. To yeah. Be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for you all listening out here, I'm going to let you all know that this isn't easy. Many times families go to therapy and some of them don't even go to therapy, but just to be able to sit here and to be vulnerable and to give you all this level of truth that we're about to broadcast 
it's therapeutic even for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so to take you behind the scenes to be able to see this, um, I pray that one day you could be able to do this with your children and with your legacy and and who you are as a woman, because we're going to be real, we're going to be honest, and we're going to be transparent. And I think we're going to really pull out each other's shit in some (laughs) some ways, right? Um, And so let's just first identify, like, where are we right now as a woman in this season of our lives? Uh, For me as a woman, first of all, this healing for my soul journey for me started back in 1996. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many years ago that was. Uh, But you all were very small, uh, and I knew that I was hurting. And in order for me to be who I needed to be as a mother, I needed to learn who I was as the woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I could not allow myself to stay in the state, the emotional state that I was in, wanting to give you all the best of me, Mm -hmm. the best parts of me. Let me say that. So where I am at this point, uh, what, 1996, almost a long time from now, taking this journey extensively, it's been many bouts, Mm -hmm. uh, many things that I had to recognize and still recognize about me, many truths. I've had to accept many relationships, family, um, that I had to step away from Mm -hmm. uh, because it did consist of, and it does consist of stepping away from your environmental things that you have adopted, uh, your traditions, Mm -hmm. uh, religious views, philosophies, people pleasing. (laughs) That was the main Mm -hmm. thing Um, because people want you to be what they want you to be for them. And in order for me to heal, I had to understand who I was so I can be what I need to be based upon who I am for me. Yeah. You know, Um, so I'm steadily on that journey, you know, Um, and the more season that I get, the more, liberating it is. Um, I always describe uh, this healing journey as three steps Mm -hmm. and it's a constant uh, cycle of going to another level and another level of these three steps. And that's first healing, recognizing that I'm broken. And then as I'm recognizing the areas that I'm broken, I need deliverance. That Mm -hmm. means a lot of things that I do based upon my broken places, I need to be delivered from that because my as my mind change and my emotions be healed, a lot of things you get into because of the broken places, you cannot accept that no more. Mm-hmm. You know, now you need to be delivered. And then once you're delivered, you got to relearn a whole lot of things, not only about you, but about what has taken place and how you can shift that for yourself and change it and reach higher. And that causes you to walk in a level of freedom, mm-hmm. you know, taking dominion for my life, not blaming anyone, not uh, making anyone accountable, uh, not really start, keep talking about what mama did, daddy did, what they didn't do, what they didn't do. Take ownership. Yeah. Walk in the dominion of your own self and your own soul. And that is, I can't even describe it, how that is for me. So you're saying that that's where you are right now. Yeah. And constantly going through the next level of it, next Mm -hmm. level. Once you get to that freedom and that dominion, it always want to push you back. It always, things come spiritually forces come, uh, that operate through the souls of other people that want to break you again to take you back to square one. But what it does, it makes me more fortified to go through another level of healing, get greater deliverance and also walk in another level of freedom. It's a lifestyle. Healing is a lifestyle. 
Now, I know our episodes are getting gooder and gooder, as my mom would say, but we want to hear from you. So make sure that you are commenting on the episodes, like the episode, and subscribe so you are not missing any time an episode drops on your notifications. So you know what to do. Comment down below. Make sure you like and then subscribe so we know that you're fully in and committed to the Healing for My Soul journey. Now, get back to your good episode. What about you? Um, I am in a specific space where, how can I put this? I don't care yeah. no more. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I yeah. did it all. I, I'm not going to say I did it all because it's more than I need to do. Um, but as far as to the crest of the ceiling of where I'm at, uh, I did it all. You know, I had the kids, I this and that. So now I'm at a space where I really want to learn who Allison is and gain a value of the greatness everybody else seeing me because I don't see it in myself. Yeah. And yeah. I want to be able to enjoy myself and enjoy my life with my children, with my girls, and not and not feel ashamed because I want to provide them with the nurture, the love, and the hardworking, you know, uh, fruits of my labor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not going to, I'm at a point where I just don't care no more. Like I. And, yeah. th and that's a good place to be. I mean, yeah. people think that that's derogative, but you got to get to a place where you just don't care. Um, not because ooh, I don't care about a person, but yeah. you're tired of, and, and that's the thing about emotional healing you got to be sick and tired of being 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 sick and tired. Put one more on it. Sick and of tired. being sick and tired of yourself, mm -hmm. giving yourself away, caring more about people than they care about themselves, loving more than they love themselves, trying to do and be to make them see their own potential, make them help them to see what you see. Mm -hmm. yeah. And everyone got to do this for themselves and that will wear you the hell out. And you just got to get to a point where you say, I don't care because I can't lose myself for you or anyone else. And I even had to say that about you all. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's the thing, because even I had, I mean, I love you all. But then sometimes, you know, you guys can lay it thick on me and I'd be like, you know, yeah, but I one thing I can say is no one can understand those shoes that I have filled in the walk of life. So what I mean by I don't care is I may look silly. I may be like this dry person that has no personality, but reality, that is my personality. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with being the lame that sits in the back and chills behind the party. You get what I'm okay, saying? So like, let me, I'm okay let me with say, that. I think you guys, and I'm not, I'm just giving you my perspective. I think you all are being, I asked a question of like, where are you right now? And you guys are more like educating and, and empowering and talking about it. But I really meant like, where are you right now? Like as a mother, as a sister, very blatant, like, where are you? Like I'm in a season right now where I'm really, adamant about addressing 
a lot of the shit that I have necessarily held on to and have dealt with from maternal, paternal, sister. Like that's where I am in the season of my life because I do not think that I'm going to be able to propel into another season or we're going to be able to propel into another season until I really look at like, okay, in this dimension of where I am in my development at 34 years old, what has affected me or made me to be who I am? Like you may say, are you okay? You're not that compassionate or whatever. And I'm really in this season looking at what caused me to be avoidant? What caused me to not be compassionate? What caused me to be this boss woman and serious and demanding? Like I'm really examining myself. And that's something, and that's something you got to face for your own self. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's the only thing about, see the, the beautiful part about healing. First of all, I respond the way I need to respond for me. Yeah. And if you can't hear me, I mean, I'm here. No, I'm not talking about you or anybody else, but don't take away what, how I need to respond for me based upon what anybody asks me. Yeah. I'm not going, I'm where I am at this point in my life. I ain't trying to find a damn right words for you to figure out where you are and for what you need to know about me. Right. That's where I am. That's where it goes about with the, the bouts of, of, of healing, deliverance, and freedom. Because frankly, my dear, I don't care what you think. Let me use my words the way I need to use my words. And if you don't like it, step the hell on. Yeah. Because that's where I am. I'm not trying to figure no shit out no more. I ain't trying to make you feel good about me. Yeah. They were being way too PG. Like, way too PG. I'm like, we're right here in this moment. Give me the real deal. Give me the direct answer. Do not sugarcoat it. And I was like, I got to shut all this down right now because it's too much. Me and her was talking and we're, we're not surface level. We're getting to the point. Just let us get there first. I had to express how I felt at that moment because at this point in my life, I can't be led by someone else's opinion or what they think and deem that to be relevant for me. But I think that that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's very clear. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm saying you said what you said very yeah, wrong, but I think like the way you just said it right now is how I'm like, that's where you are. That's when you I wake am. up and your feet, and feet it, hit the floor every day, that's what I see. That like where you are. And the beautiful part about relationships, mm -hmm. think about it. I responded the way I need to respond. She responded the way she need to respond. You came back at it. It provoked something in me. I came back and said what I really need. Maybe I do need you to say what you got to say about you to stir up some more stuff in me to get what I really need to get out. Right. As opposed to relationships, trying to keep each other suppressed to keep, to, to prevent from hurting somebody else's feelings. So, Be real with yours so I can bring up some more stuff in me. So let's do that really quickly. I'm going to do like a little activity. Are we you tell me what you see within me. Cause is that what you just said? Right. What do you see within me that you're like, Ariel, I you need to address this in in this season of your life? Or what get, just give me a, a area that you like, okay, and I need to. And don't be work afraid on. to piss her off. Don't be afraid to stir up some stuff inside of her. Ain't nobody got time to be tipping toe around some stuff. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the real deals of life. I think with you. And that's another part of where I'm at right now is I'm finding myself. It's okay. So like, even for example, when I first got here, mm -hmm. I was so nervous. What will Ariel think? What will Ariel yeah, say? God, yeah. How will Ariel? No, but it's not a, like, it's not a, Oh my God. Yes. It's like, because all my life it was, you know, Allison, you're not pageantry pretty. You're not astute. You're not, like, I was, I don't want to say ghetto girl, no, but I wasn't the, 
oh my God, go to college. Like I dropped out of college mm -hmm. and I had a baby and I did this and I did that. And then it was like thrown in my face. Well, you the one dropped out and you had a baby. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I always felt wrong about that. But then now it's at a point, you know what, Allison? Embrace the fact you had a baby at a young age. Embrace the fact. Girl, you had a baby at a young age. You're 20 years old. Folks you know, had babies at 14, people, 15 years but old. But I'm just saying, Shit. like, at a young age, because looking at it where Ariel don't have kids, or actually not even just Ariel, like, hell, a lot of women, the women on our team don't have kids. Like, I'm the only one with children. And that is looked down upon sometimes. Even though you guys don't say it, you be like, oh, you got kids. But no, through it, the actions, sometimes it is, or the words, I feel like it is looking because down it's upon. Not the, but it's not that nobody looking down on you. You're looking down on yourself. Because, hell, I know what it is to be a single mother. I raised you all by myself. Didn't have no child support. I wasn't going to no court running talking about, oh, pay me some child support. Shit, I built a business, and I took care of you all behind. And I don't apologize for it. I ain't look down on myself. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you ain't the only one. Hell, there's more of you out there than there is of her little bougie ass out here going to school and da 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 Yeah, and so now the point <laughs> is... So are you saying that I make you feel like your kids are a mistake? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, you do. You make me feel like sometimes my children are a mistake and that I would never be an entrepreneur the way you are because I have kids and because I shut off and I have that work-life balance. And I don't just constantly work, me, work, 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 work. Hey, you all, I am here because I really want to admonish you. Take that healing assessment. It is going to be so enlightening for you. You have watched the podcast. You are here with us on this podcast. So get some more insight about you, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, financial, sexual, social, marital, whatever you need, take the assessment. Go to www.healingformysoulpodcast.com. You are worth the investment and you are worth the time. Now, let's get back to this episode. Yeah. You all remember this? Let me tell you a story. When I left your father, mm -hmm. 36, 37, 38, y'all was young, whatever, still in school yourself, elementary. What did I do when I went back to college? You took us back with you. What did I, what did I do? I ain't just, because you couldn't sit in the class. What did I do? Oh, I had to sit in the hallway. I drug your ass there. Yeah. And I sat you out there, and, and the policy was that you couldn't come to school with me. So I sat you behind outside the class. And what did I tell you? Sit there and don't move. And say what? A word. word. Did you sit there? For hours. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I had to still choose me, but I didn't put myself down for having you all. And I still had to pursue my dreams. And, it, and I felt humiliated being in a junior college at 37, 38 years old with 19 and 18-year-olds sitting there. But I had to find me and I had to say to hell with all of them. Because at the end of the day, it was a life that I had to choose because the validity could no longer be in the religion. The validity could no longer be in the marriage. And because I did not have a college credit and I knew where I wanted and I actually went and got my associates, my bachelor's and my master's in seven years. What most people don't even do in, in get one in seven mm -hmm. with two children. You all were young. And that's why it's crazy because I like lately I have been thinking about going back to school and I was like, OK, just. Sign up, don't tell nobody. But, but, but. And so, and that's the thing. So, it's back to your question, Ariel, when it comes to what do you, what do I think you need to work on with yourself? Mm -hmm. Is I think it's a lot of trauma that you have put in this business to become far greater. But now I think not only can you just help people, 
you need to deal with your shit when it comes to daddy, when it comes to, you know, other things. You really need to face it. But and, I think that's the thing, though, is that I, that's why I said front line, is that I am dealing with that. I just don't deal with the way that you deal with it. And I think that's the thing is like, you know, well, in this exercise, I was going to focus on mommy, but I'll focus on you real quick. Okay. I don't deal with it the way that you want me to deal with it. Because at the end of the day, I'm 34 years old. I do not have children. Yes, you maybe have wrapped your your life around your children at 20-something years old. But the reality is, and I say it every single day, you don't know what it's like to be in my shoes, and you damn sure don't know what it's like to be in my shoes. So at 34 years old, you had children. You had two beautiful girls. You at 35 years old, you have two beautiful girls. You wasn't working with your mother to build a legacy. You didn't have to sit up here and deal with your daddy issues because you was wiping asses and diapers. So I'm the one sitting here in this state of my life, not being married, having to deal with myself, and yes, some of that drive and that motivation is in business because one thing I said when I was younger is that I want to make my father's name great. And he didn't make his name great. So I'm going to make that goddamn name great. So that's just how I channel that energy. I don't have to sit up here and say, oh, let me sit down and let me hold my father's hand and all this different stuff. God knows how to work on me, but you are more of a nurturer. So you can sit down with him and say, oh, let me do this. Let me do that. I look at how I need to deal with my stuff. And God shows me right in the face more and more and more because I got to look at my own mirror. I don't have children to look at. And, but, and you don't. But let me tell you this. And I'm speaking as your mother. Yeah. I celebrate you. I, I acknowledge that. And I, because you know why? I did have two kids. I did marry your father. I did have emotional abuse. And I'd be damned if you all go through the same thing. And you are standing on a woman's back, my back, my sacrifices, my fight that you're able to do what you do, not have any children, build you a sustainable legacy. And that's my whole goal right here. My whole goal is to build a legacy so you all don't have to go through the shit that I've been through. I don't care if you're 50 years old when you get married. You will never experience divorce and you will never experience not being loved and you better wait on it mm -hmm. and never apologize and you better stop apologizing for what you have done because there's so many women out there who need your fight, who need your voice, who need your message because now they can, uh, you can understand them. The beautiful part about being sisters is that you don't have to be alike. And yeah. the beautiful part about being a mother, I don't have to be perfect for you all. And I ain't never tried to be. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I never see your children as a mistake, but I do see how mommy was a mother to us. And the fact that you sometimes make them an excuse as to why you can't soar. Now, I'm going to be honest. That shit pissed me off. Because she did say, sit down, don't move, discipline us. I, she, didn't, she didn't wrap her life around us. Sure in the hell didn't. She did what she had to do despite the obstacles that was coming up against her. And so, yeah, sometimes I look at you and I'm like, do you know who you come from? I wouldn't have given a damn if, 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 if Genesis was 15, Christina was two. You have the ability to go after what you want to go after. You didn't come from a family that's like, oh, I got two girls and da da Maybe you love family. I'm not knocking that. But to me, I'm really looking at Allison. There's a world out there that you can go and accomplish. And, and those daughters are looking at you, but don't wrap yourself in them. But I'm not a parent, so I can't say that. But I, I definitely don't think that their mistake, what I see, is that you have birthed two beautiful young women that are going to be an intricate part of this legacy. But if you are not in your right place, they're not going to be in their right place. I don't want Genesis to look at me more highly than how she looks at you. And I'm not saying she does. 
But I don't want her to look at me like that. I want her to walk into this business, walk into Lexi, because she's like, I saw my mother take her rightful place. I want Christina to want to sit here because she saw her mother. This should be you in, in Genesis and Christina later on. But if you don't find your own value, if you don't see your own self, if you don't build your own confidence, which we're all on that journey, that's what I want for you. Because I had the ability to be able to say, okay, Ariel, know more of who you are. Be confident. Walk in your own shoes. Develop yourself as a young woman. And I want that. Like I told you, we were at the restaurant. I want that for you in the season. Don't look at me. You didn't come out here to say, oh, I need to have a better sister-sister relationship. No, I bumped that. That's going to come when you know who you are. But if you don't know who you are, you and I can't and, have and, a wholesome and, relationship. And the reality of it is you can't want it for her. She got to want it for herself. And, and I had to realize You that. all know your father as a father. Mm -hmm. The difference between you and I is I know him as a man. And in every daughter's life, the first man in their life is their father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I've seen, which you don't know, which yeah, you don't, I mean, I, what, I let me finish. Yeah. You, you experienced him, but you don't know him. Yeah. Because there was a things that was done inside of you as the firstborn in a toxic relationship to try to get back at me by hurting you. Saying who you're never going to be like. You're never going to be like your mother. And that's when you was a baby, love. So that is when you're dealing with your soul, it's stuff that is even impeding upon our soul and, and barriers in our soul that even come from the womb. And that shit didn't come from the womb because you all two were miracles. And if anything I wanted, I wanted a miracle and I wanted you all because I couldn't have any children. But even with that miracle, he wanted to stifle you. And that pain can still run deep because the first man in every daughter's life is her father because she, he is a man. Mm -hmm. And I've seen how he tried to stop you and put you down to elevate Ariel in your mind. So I know you are listening to this episode on YouTube, but there are so many podcasters that are listening on Apple and Spotify. And so what I want you to do is make sure you go over there and write a really good review. I want to hear what are you getting out of these episodes? We read them, we see them, we comment. So make sure you go over to Apple and Spotify and leave a review for us so that we can be able to hear your heart and where you are. Now, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, he, he still do that, but then also it's the... I feel more strength when it comes to us coming together against and, that and stuff like that to recognize that. Cause now I recognize it where now I have no problem talking to daddy every day. Cause I know and, when and early on phone. you didn't recognize it. Yeah. And, it, and it's so sad that when the enemy can use the closest one to your heart, because if daughters don't love nobody else, they, they love their fathers. Sons love their mothers. That's just a principle that ain't going to ever change. And so those whom we love the most is the ones that hurt us the most. And sometimes it's not intentional. It's just because they got their own shit. Yeah. It's because they got their own pain. And yeah. I could tell you right now, as a man, he got his own secrets hidden in torment. Oh, yeah. yeah but I think, Definitely. too, at this point in my, like I was saying earlier, though, at this point in my life, and you've done a great job of, in his own timing, expose us to more of the man that we did not see. But I also think in this season, too, I'm recognizing that there are some things that I have developed and some traits that come from you. <laughs> and and I've, I personally, sometimes I'm like, how do I address that with you, with you being so powerful and influential and such a, a leader into everyone? You're like, Mama D, Mama D, she's the mother I never had. And, and, and I wouldn't want to have any other mother, but then I'm still developing myself as a woman. I'm like, 
some areas of this woman hurt me though. You know what I'm saying? Like other women may say you the mother I never had, but I'm sitting here thinking like I got to deal with my own mother shit. You know what I'm saying? And so I think too, you've done a great job of saying, okay, yeah, this is the father. This is some stuff that has come, but I'm also looking in this season, like how can we address some of the things that have come from you? I don't even know how to enter into that. Like I'm being honest. Like I, I don't think, know how to enter into that I think season. For me, for when it comes to her, Part of my issue was the rejection mm -hmm. because it was, you know, and I get it like, you know, worked hard and everything like that. But then it was the rejection because she's not a nurturer. She's not, you no, know, like, it's, it's, she, it's, I mean, but, I know but, she nurtures no, it's not the way that she I'm, know how. It's not that I'm not a nurturer. Uh -huh. When you've had to fight, first of all, do you want to eat? Or you want me to sit up there and make you starve and rub your head and nurture you? I can't apologize for not having, for your father not being the man that I require. And we'll talk about one of those uh, in one of our later episodes that I require so I can be that tender vessel, so I can be that loving woman, so I can be that nurture. And on the flip side of the coin, I don't apologize for being the fighter that I am to make sure that you all were taken care of. Y'all know I ain't give y'all all that lavish stuff, but what you did do, you slept in a nice home, you slept in a nice bed, your ass drove in a, in a car where you can get somewhere, but I still put a demand on you, which is called tough love. Mm -hmm. I think some of the pain is that I didn't spoil your ass. I made you to have tough love so whatever happens to me you will not be in a position where somebody got to take advantage of you because of your own weakness mm -hmm. now I think I created two monsters in a sense but I'm not going to apologize so now the beautiful part where I am in this life where I am at this point in my life let that shit go and let's get what you need because as I look back over it first of all don't nobody know what they're doing when they're having children don't nobody know what parenting really means. don't nobody know what them crumb scratchers need but one thing that I have the opportunity of is getting things that I did not be able to give you because really what you needed, you need it now. Mm -hmm. A lot of that discipline that I gave you, I could have saved some of my energy. Mm -hmm. Because what I have learned as being a mother is that your daughters need you the more they grow into women. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's the thing is like, how do we speak to know what to tell you what we need as young women when there as as women sitting here and yes you're our mother but I think there's still some hurt that we have all caused each other and I don't know if we know how to speak well, clearly maybe, maybe some of the people in watching this can put it in the comment section uh give us you all's thoughts what do you think that they need from me how can they enter in? You see my personality. You see that. A lot of women, just like you said, have not. Oh, Mama D, I haven't. And those are not 30-year-olds. Those are 60-year-olds. Those are 70-year-olds. Those are some women damn near 80. Because at the end of the day, they're still arrested because they did not have a firm foundation mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. love. And I think this world has put a firm foundation of loving your children by giving them what they want, making them happy, making them smile. I don't care about y'all being pissed off. I come to make you angry because I want you to be better. Yeah. I come to make you not smile because I want you to think. Yeah. I'm not here to appease you. So maybe well, you all can subscribe and comment and stay with us and follow us and tell them what they need from And you. as they do that, you know, <laughs> I want to close, you know, this podcast because you, you open it up to let's deal with it now, right? Mm -hmm. You said we can't control the past, but let's deal with it now. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a question and we're going to write it down on a card. We don't got to reveal it right now. 
But I want us to be honest in this season, who <coughs> hurt you? Who hurt you the most? Out of well, you don't gotta say it. We're gonna yeah, the three of us. Okay. Like in this season, who hurt you? It may not even be in the season, just in life. Who hurt you the most? And you're like, as we go to this next chapter, I want to deal with this and heal from this amongst each other. Can we answer it now? Well, uh, and, and and please put it down and answer it. But what I Do you have it in your head? No, because okay. what I mean, I would have to think about it. Because first of all, my first thought is y'all can't y'all don't hurt me. Mm -hmm. I'm your mother. I ain't your peer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can hurt your damn self, but you mm -hmm. can't hurt me mm -hmm. because I'm living with integrity. Mm -hmm. And my integrity says I did the best damn thing that I could with the cards that was dealt with me. I didn't play spades. I played bidwis mm -hmm. and I won and I conquered. Now I can answer the question and we can come back to it. What do I need from you all now? Ooh, okay. So you can, answer what do that I one. need from you all now? Okay. Because I wasn't able to receive from you all. You're not three years old. You're not 12 years old. You're not four years old. And I can't take those days and those years back. But I'm in a different place in my life. I'm in a seasoned place in my life. And there are certain things I'm not accepting from anybody. And I am building legacy. And I'm building this, this business. So you all will eat and be able to live the way God has made you to live for the rest of your days. Mm. I think that's a good question. As you all stay connected with us. What do you, what do we need from you? And I think now? that every mother and daughter, even if you have daughters, even if your mother is still living, even if you are a mother with a daughter, ask yourself the question, because we don't want this just to be about us. We're here for you to heal as well. What do you need now? So many people are living in a past. Mm. What about now to take you to your future? Yeah. Well, y'all got to stay tuned to hear yeah. the answer. We're not going to tell you right now, but if you continue to subscribe mm -hmm. and you connect with us, y'all promise you're not going to miss it. No. You're not going to miss it when we reveal it. So we thank you for listening to this first podcast. Uh, like I said, it wasn't going to be easy for us to be able to address some things, but good thing we didn't walk away with any animosity, no, but no. all love. All right. And we love you and we want you to stay connected to this podcast, to this family and to your healing journey. Stay committed. We try doing therapy on our own, but when you have strong personalities, it does not always work out as planned. So we had to bring in a therapist and here's a little behind the scenes. I'm not really that compassionate type of person, right? So I'm always get out my face. Let's focus on the immediate thing that's actually happening like right now. Okay. Um, and so the, the empathy and let me listen and all this different stuff. I, I'm not that good at any of that. Um, I'm more... I guess you want to call it like avoidant. Um, so it's like, you know, in the moments that, especially because we're working a lot. And so they'll know me, like I'm always business driven. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, what do I got to do today right now? Da, da, da. So I don't really have time to think about compassion or all different stuff. But I think that that is, you know, the difficult part is because not having that space to be able to show that level of compassion um, doesn't allow us to be able to come to see each other's wounds and to be able to feel. Right. Um, I think in the space that we're in, I'm glad that God like really just redirects us in areas without us having to say it to each other. Mm -hmm. Like even if we avoid each other, it's like a crash. Like, no, you guys are going to deal with this. You guys are going to come, you know, in the middle. Mm hmm. And deal with the core of like what's actually happening. Of yeah. the three of you, who seems to be the most vulnerable? Who 
but but but, but but let me let me just say this mm-hmm. because first of all the beautiful part of it is I'm not their peer right so and I'm not saying that it's positioned that way but what I am saying is that a lot of a lot of what I see I know how it happened right I know from the time they were born mm-hmm. The impact that had on their life. I'm not ignorant of that. And so when I hear her talk and I hear her talk, I know how that shit started. Mm -hmm. I know what it's contributed to. But in spite of all that, to see her fight and to see her fight, you know, I see her as my other me. I see her as my mini me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I understand. But to see their fight now on their own, because I understand how the shit formulated. I, I was with the man who was called their father. And some things they don't know, some things they don't even remember, some things they don't have no freaking clue of. But in spite of it, I see their fight. And I'm damn proud of it. How do you coach yourself through traumas, past events, different things that happen that influence their behavior today, I, your behavior. Because, because nobody knows. Nobody can't tell me a damn thing right. when it comes to what I know because it was me there and it was me fighting. It was me fighting for them to live. It was me fighting for me to take care of them. It was me fighting even as an entrepreneur to have a home, to have a house when I didn't even get no money from their father, when I was still dealing with some abuse, when I was still dealing with the rejection, when I was still dealing with the shit, but I still had my fight. So I just close out everything else because if you wasn't there you can't tell me shit and I think that's the thing of like you know the question was like how do you coach yourself and that's what I'm saying I remember and so but I think that you remember but that's not like necessarily coaching yourself I talked I know what I talk to myself Mm -hmm. I talk to myself I deal with myself I'm processing it within Mm -hmm. so she's being one thing a lot of people are not they're not real with themselves and it's crazy because I told my mother this the other day. I I see myself like her mm-hmm. when it comes to the fight and everything like that. So I'm like the same way. I deal with myself. So when I'm ready to go shut down, and I know when she's in that process of shutting down. Right. You know, I know when she's getting ready to shut down. So it's like I still, but then also I'm learning as a woman, how can I come to her? Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of her daughter, so I'll give her her space. Tread like yeah. because yeah, tread right, like exactly. because she gonna say some yeah. shit that you yeah. ain't gonna that right. it hurt my feelings sometimes. Okay, so, and where where does that come from, Pastor D? Like, you know, it sounds like sometimes there are some boundaries that because I always give them a space to say what they want to say. Okay, but they better know how to come and say it correctly. Okay. Some, it's not what you say, how you say it's it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Okay. So think. Think before you do anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because when you go out there in that world, you better think. Right. You ain't walking up into nobody willy-nilly. You know what I'm saying? I'm your, I'm your first test. Okay. I'm your first trial. Ariel, Allison, I see you all kind of listening in, but <laughs> what are your thoughts? I mean... To go with what she's saying, when you said she she coaches herself, I feel like there are days where I notice that she's coaching herself, mm-hmm. right? And then there are days that she's just like on, you know, she clear and she's doing what she knows how to do and things like that. And I feel like 
is those days when you're coaching yourself and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like those are the times where, where it's like walls. And I think those are the days when like daggers and targets come because you're like, it's like you're coaching yourself. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on with you or what's happening or whatever the case may be. But I feel like those are the days where it's like, should we be on edge? Like, what does a dagger look like? I mean, it, like I could tell sometimes when she's having like where she's gone somewhere else in her mind. Right. Okay. And so to me, a dagger is like the look she'll give you or like uh, it could be like a look of disgust or it could be a look of like. But then, honestly, can I be honest diff- with you? Like yeah. I said, yeah. I'm, I'm the voice of Tresha. And Allison, also, have you but, have you seen daggers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get daggers all the time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't let it be a meeting. Right. Okay. And I'm late. Oh, I get daggers. Okay. Monthly meetings all the time. So, I think because both of them are Libras, October 10th, October right. 11th, the balance, the scale, mm-hmm. And they, you know, bump heads and they go at it. And sometimes, and I think because mommy is in her, my mother's in her world, in her bubble. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's dealing with a lot. I ain't gonna lie. You know, shoot, she's trying to figure this out, run the ministry, deal with the Holy Spirit. Then got a husband over here. Then got this over here, this and that. You know, then trying to be a good wife, but trying to be a pastor mm-hmm. and saying at the same time and try to be a mama and try to be a grandmama. Like, it's That's a lot. too much. Right. I don't want to be a mama. I ain't even reached a grandma and a wife yet. I don't want to do none of that. Mm. Then here go this one over here. Forward focus. And don't get me wrong. It has gotten us to where we're at, but she's very forward focused. So she's not looking at family. She's not looking at friends. She's not looking. And it got to one point. I told Ariel, I don't view you as my sister because I don't even know who you are. That probably was a dagger to her. Mm-hmm. And is that in the yeah. workplace environment or is that just, that's hey, just it's workplace in personal, it's in general. Yeah. anything mm-hmm. like okay. yeah. she don't. So that's why it's like we could be on social media. Like I said, I'll be on social media for last right, and I'll right. be wanting to share with my right. sister. Right. But I can't share with her because it's don't call me after this time. And, then, and, then, this and, time, you right. know, so and, and she'll just, get the dagger because it's so much like herself. Yeah. Got it, you know got what I'm saying? It. Because. How she is now is how I. That's exactly how I used to be at her right. age to feed her behind, yeah. to build businesses, to make money yeah. that she may live. Right. They didn't live in no shack. They didn't live in no projects. They right. didn't live this. So my mind, my mind is ninety nine percent business. Right. Right. If I ain't praying or even that's still business to me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Come on. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right. So all of us wanting the same for me. I don't have. Oh, I'm a Christian over here, and I pray over here. All of it. You know, it works together. You Pastor D, saying? do you feel the daggers or do you kind of choose to ignore and keep moving? I feel her daggers. I, I mean, I feel her daggers. Especially from her. Especially from her. But okay. at the end of the day, I don't take it personal because first right. of all, hell, she's building a business. I understand. It's I, work. I've been there, done that. I see myself. And even myself, I humble myself as a as a leader to another leader. Right. It's not. She's not just my daughter. Right. But I get her. Right. I mean, I'm looking at my damn self. Right. Yeah. Ariel, do you receive that? Is that something? I mean, I definitely know that most of the daggers come because you're looking at a mirror reflection, mm-hmm. right? But I think to me, it's, it's like how the daggers come, right? I right. think when, yes, you could say, okay, I, I, I saw where you were. I was there at the age, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes it's like, instead of, you know, typically a mother 
and I, I'm just talking about the regular life, right? Typically, a mother would say, okay, I'm seeing my daughters, and they're typically living a life for their daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, they're pushing their right, daughters right. in their reign. They're yeah. pushing their daughters in it's their all career. About, right. It's all about that, Parenting. right? And so because this foundation was kind of built because of you as a leader, it's like you're the forefront, right? And then we are here aiding and supporting. So, so when that dagger comes, it doesn't feel like, oh, man, I'm in awe of where you were when I was in that age. Mm. It's almost like, ugh. You know, like that's how it feels, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm not, she's the one in this position. I'm not like running my own company. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm so proud of you, baby. Mm. I remember when I was like that, right? So it's kind of like, it doesn't- That support would help to balance it out. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like, in her mind, it I ain't me, never been a nurturer. Forgive me. No, okay, so you like personality been. trait, I mean, right? Never, never been. been just like she was like, both I, like we that both alike. That's why I stay in Chicago. <laughs> okay, so that's right. That gives daggers. you space. Okay, right, but because, because I didn't want to deal with just like she daggers. said, I'm a straightforward da 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 da. Right. But she's not a more so nurturer. Oh come on, I'm not a nurturer as well. But as I'm getting more seasoned, right. Let me use that term. Okay. Um, I'm 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 able now to learn how to sit back and appreciate. I was going to ask that. Do you feel appreciate. like you understand your triggers? Like what might? Well, it's not. It's not a. Well, first of all, it's shoot not a, a dagger. It's not. It's, for me, it's not a dagger. Okay. For me, it's putting demands on you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? For instance, I ain't pay for their college. Got I own you that. That's your education. I think differently than most parents. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. The thing is, that's demands. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I'm not learn the business. So you felt learn, like learn, you groomed learn, them. Learn the ropes. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Learn. I don't have to come and hold your hand because when you learn that way, this is how she can, how she can run this business is because she know what it is to go to college, get her grades, pay right. for it, pay rent. She probably a beast. By divine. Does that make sense? Design. You know what I'm saying? by example as well. Yeah, as opposed to most parents, they do it for you, do this for you, do that for you. No. Right. You know what I'm saying? 6.30 in the morning. Get your behind up. Be at that bus stop. You better not be late. Get up. I ain't taking you to school. Snow, sleet, hell. Put some clothes on. Go. I ain't taking you to school. Because you're going to be, you'll learn how to prepare for anything life brings you. And most people's parents leave here and the kids are lost. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're lost. So take it as a dagger, take it this. But we're learning as we're growing now to have our moments where, for me, let me just speak for me, where I can appreciate, tap into my vulnerability, but I'm so busy in my life being in the grit and the grind and the thick of things. Hell, even my personal relationships want some rub and I don't... Right, right. Go to Sarah. Here she over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just me. That's my makeup. And I'm at this point, I'm not apologizing for it, but I'm learning how to live with myself and be vulnerable and give her give both of them what they need, even my grandchildren. That's and it. Yeah. To piggyback what she was saying, she don't apologize for it. And to be honest with you, I'm at a place where I'm not looking for an apology, but I thank her for that. Mm. 
Hell, she. That's probably why I'm 35 and still single because I can't find a man because I'm too strong. Hell, both of us, we're too strong. Right. That's because right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're too strong. Like, we right. go out there and we'll put together, you know, yeah. I'll put together my own house with no problem. It I'll puts you in a very home. vulnerable place. Yeah, too. so it's like me. You have to open I, yourself like and that. And I yeah. don't do that. And so I don't look for an apology, but then as a, as a daughter, but now as a woman, I appreciate that. Yeah. And then it's crazy because they're both vulnerable to my children. I'm yeah. like, right. Exactly. That's what you see. I don't think the I love. look, I don't, and, and to, you know, in close I don't look for an apology, but what I do look for, and particularly with yourself, is acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Most mothers never in a million years have daughters that support who they are. Like, Never. You see it the opposite they way. They leave and go and lead their own they, you lives. You see daughters like, I'm gone, peace, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's not an apology, but I think it's recognizing the rarity of what you actually really, really, really have. And, and when I acknowledge, I need you all to hear. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that, and I'm speaking specific, well, both of you all, but I'm speaking specifically to you because even Allison will still come and lay her head on my chest. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or say, hey, you know, give that little rubbing rub that right. I need something. Right. But I think that the grit and the grind, well, the grit, shall I say, can be so strong, particularly for of your age, that you will hear it, but you'll dismiss it and let the other stuff continue to outweigh the moments and the times that I acknowledge. Yeah. You know what I'm Got saying? It. So separating yeah. the business aspects of life Correct. to the personal. Correct. Because I know I acknowledge. There is but a moment, yeah. 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 I know I acknowledge, but I ain't finna try to sit up there. I acknowledge, I ain't. Right, right, here. right. And that's but, what I'm hearing from Ariel, right, but, more but, affirmation. And, but, but even, because even for myself, I have to come down to acknowledge in here. And that, that's not work, but it takes work within right, itself. It, right. It's not arduous work, but it's just like, okay, did she just say that? Did she just say, Ma, I love you? Oh, damn, let me catch that moment. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? And how to react, yeah. because and, that's know, not right. something that you and all practice. And sometimes I intentionally come and give her hugs. You know, right. she, I don't got time for that. Right. Huggy, touch, right, right. And I do it because that's needed. That's yeah. family. Absolutely. And, and because we yeah. are so strong and come from my own mother, I'm intentional about, let me give you a hug. Right, let me right. give you this. We'll That's hug our teams. We'll hug our friends. And let me give you that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't hug nobody. But when yeah. it families, <laughs> right, you're not a hugger. Except, except when my daughter's yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. And I, and I need to open that self up, part yeah. of me. It's not just because she needed. I want to give that from myself because I need to open up. Right. I need to extend that to them. Life is not promised. Yeah. right. And, and I'm yeah. not one to live in regret. Yeah. I'm going to move forward yeah. and say, hey, yeah. she did this. And you have to practice those actions. And you so have they to become practice easy. It. Everybody has yeah. to practice yeah. it, especially yeah. in the world we're living in today because yeah. it's a life of busy. That's right. Well, we're going to open up ourselves more as we continue on this podcast. Yeah. And uh, I just stay on the journey. I, I think there's so much more to uncover. Mm -hmm. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's a lot. It's a lot. Thank you all for <gasps> being so open. <laughs> During this she session, this is right, right, exactly, exactly. I don't know how often Pastor B cries, I don't mind tapping into my true self and being vulnerable. That's you it. Know? I don't mind doing that. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you all for sharing. Yeah. Well, thank you all for being right here on the Healing for My Soul podcast. This is our very first episode as we're really putting ourselves on the front line and showing you more about who we are, not only as a mother-daughter trio, but as women across all generations. So stay tuned, bring your sisters, bring your mother, bring your family along on this journey as you bring healing to the depths of your soul.